Welcome to Tackless Radio. shirt I saw and I was like oh my god I need this immediately <laughs> it's a cute first of all it's a cute shirt so the shirt I've already started recording so because <laughs> I'm like this is about to be funny so let's just already get it so Marcy has on this like purple tie-dye shirt which tie-dye is like coming back in style I'm like oh my fucking god but of course <laughs> because you are representing Velvet Hammer you have on a purple shirt and it's like this big Jeez. ass cannabis leaf that is like high out of his fucking mind. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's so on brand because hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Tackless Radio. Hello Tackies. Hello, hello everyone. And it is our 420 episode. I'm excited to have Marcelina Yemeti. <laughs> I had to do a screenshot. Yes, love you have to. I need, I actually am like charging my phone now so I could take some photos of this. But I am so happy to have Marcelina Yametti on Tackless Radio this week because we are going to be talking about cannabis because we want to talk about 420, all of its ridiculousness, how it's helped us, how it's a fantastic drug to use. We have probably used a whole bunch of different type of like cannabis products. So we can definitely speak to the different types <laughs> of cannabis products. So there's two little things that we're going to talk about today. We first want to start this segment off with talking about some of the some of the good of cannabis. Talk about some of the ways that this little green bud has helped other people since it is now legalized in 40 states. And then Marcy brought up a very interesting topic which I know I've seen it in our friend circle, at least between me and you, but you know how there's a lot of people out there that say that they're just social drinkers. The people are like, oh no, girl, when I be in the crib, I'm not going balls to the walls with like a bottle of Jack. Like when I'm out and about with my, with my homies, when I'm with my girls, that's when I drink. That's when I like, you know, we'll have a little something, something, but I'm not at home just like throwing them back. But then we thought, are there people who are social cannabis users? Cause I know that I'll smoke at home. But I also smoke out. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> so like for me, 
I, it really does depend. I don't necessarily smoke when I'm out and about because I, a lot of people hate the smell and I find flour to be a little bit more helpful in terms of like me needing an appetite for someone who battles Crohn's versus just like edibles or using a pen or a vape. And I know the smell irritates a lot of people, but Marcy brought something amazing up because I thought to myself, hmm, socially using cannabis might be something I start trying out. So let's just go ahead and get into it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I first want to invite everyone to say hello, Marcy. Hey. But, but Marcelina, what you been up to since since the last time I had you on? Um Things have changed. I'm trying to think like weed and WAP was the last time we were here together <laughs> talking about some amazing ways that using cannabis in your sex life will get you get you going. But I would love to bring you to the forefront to tell everybody what you've been up to. There's been some life changes <laughs> since the last time we chatted. So how you been, girl? What you been up to? Well, first and foremost, I feel like we need to start this off with a little you know, I know, something, a little- something. Exactly, a little toky toke. <laughs> and I'm I'm using my dugout this time. Oh, that's it, cool. Because a, it's really small. If you guys don't know what a dugout is, it, is it comes with this little refillable kind of pen, and it's portable, and you have your ground up weed, and you kind of just oh fill it up. And the reason I'm doing this and not a joint is because last time I got too high <laughs> so, <laughs> on this podcast. And- <laughs> Every time we come together, we just get high out of our minds, be high as a kite. But it's four, but it's 420. So what are we gonna do? So cheers. This is like a little cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Oops. <coughs> Girl. <coughs> you see what I mean? This is ex- <laughs> the good right. thing with the with the dugout is that you know it's a smaller amount. Versus with the joint, you could keep pulling and pulling. So it's kind of like microdosing in a way, or it's at least more in control. So it's usually in my purse, but I took it out today because I didn't feel like rolling a joint. And, you know, it's just there. It's very uh, portable. This is my my special Mm -hmm. tackless radio interview with Velvet Hammer uh, joint because... It's medium. I didn't roll a full one. I only rolled a half one because I told myself if I roll a full one, we won't finish this interview. So yeah. I got a half one going here. So now that we have, now that we have <laughs> sparked up, Marcelina, how you been? How was Poland? I saw you going back home <laughs> and just getting your life. I bet it was so refreshing to see family. Yeah, I went to Poland for the first time in five and a half years. Um, it was a very emotional trip for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. N- not only because of what's currently happening on the, you know, literally Ukraine on the Poland, border, <laughs> on the right. border, um, which is absolutely insane. Um, yeah. seeing it firsthand was, um, I-, I can't even, I haven't even come to terms with it to kind of explain how, how it all is over there. But, Poland is doing an extremely good job um, in taking refugees and um, handling it pretty well for the crazy influx that happened. Um, you know, 
it went from zero to 100. And then I think they're up to like 500,000 refugees now, four to 500,000 refugees in Poland. Um, oh so, my God. <clears throat> yeah, that so is a lot of people. It's a lot of people. <clears throat> um, and actually my city, which is uh, 40 miles away from the Ukraine border in the southeast of Poland, um, there is a U.S. military base there. So we got to drive. We drove by this U.S. military base. And I mean, they're ready. They've been there since February, actually, before uh, like a few weeks before the war broke out. So they were prepared and ready. Like, lots of tanks, crazy military equipment, helicopters, Girl. you name it, like a full-blown base. <laughs> Girl, so, I can only imagine. We just took the opportunity and I'm very grateful that we went. So I'm very grateful you went too, because I definitely was texting you like, Girl, you look beautiful. <laughs> you look so happy. But I also was like, Poland's very close to Ukraine. <laughs> is Marcy going to still be able to yeah. go on that trip? Like, <laughs> I, I literally was like, Marcy is about to just be in Poland. Because I was like, going to be able to come back home. It was just like, oh, it was real. It was it was re looking real choppy. But I, I, but I knew that it, but I knew that you were going to go home regardless. You needed to go home. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy that you were able to go home and that you were able to come back <laughs> yeah girl having two passports it was very helpful <laughs> i bet that go ahead and stunt go ahead and stunt on your dual citizenship i'm just letting you know please can i get a buddy pass to that citizenship if something was to break out in america i need to get the fuck if something was to, i need to go well <laughs> right now it's kind of like i don't think poland is the right choice to escape uh, that, that's you know fair. what i mean so i'm kind of stuck but um, does Ryan have dual citizenship at all? Uh, no, he does not. He, okay. we can apply for it later though. Like he can either apply for a Guatemalan one through his family or, uh, a Polish one through me. I was about to say, is, don't he get a perk because of you? Like <laughs> this, this international relationship with your international families and your international babies. Like I can't take it. Okay. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Honestly, my brain when I was in Poland had to completely switch. And this was interesting because in, in correlation to cannabis, I, I only brought edibles with me and Poland is extremely strict on cannabis use like extremely strict. It's only medically approved there right now. Mm -hmm. Um, there are, there are cannabis stores and I went to a couple of them and, um, they sell CBD flour and all types of CBD products. So CBD is legal recreationally, but if you want to get a THC product, you have to have a prescription. You have to go to a specific pharmacy that only like has certain amounts of amount of strains or products in store and um, even to get to the point of having a prescription is very, very difficult. So um, I learned from these CBD stores that I went to that a lot of people get them either A, in the black market, but that the black market is not even that big from, from my understanding. Again, I haven't spent enough time there, but um, because people are just so scared. If you get caught with a joint, you'll get you put straight to jail. And so they don't even want to take the gamble. Um, so instead, I guess they, they source it from like Germany or Amsterdam and so forth, like nearby countries. And so kind of, that's how it gets around. Um, but that regardless, yeah, it's very strict and it's interesting, you know, every part of the world is different, um, and in different stages of legalization. And so it's, it's kind of mind blowing, um, to, to constantly stay on top of that. 
it just literally changes every single day. And we're just on the brink of this huge kind of industry. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it's just an interesting point in time of history for sure. Um, but not to, uh, you know, a tangent away from what I was saying. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it happens this is absolutely so beautiful. <laughs> this is absolutely beautiful for us to know, you know, just get an yeah. international look into how cannabis is treated in other countries. Cause it's, very polarizing still mm -hmm. in America, how it is, you know, perceived. Um, it's, you know, the devil's lettuce to so many still. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I think because it's being presented in different ways where if you're not a smoker, fine. They have oils, they have patches, they have bath salts, they got tampons now. I got to find these like CBD, THC tampons because I heard they knock, they knock Aunt Flo's <laughs> ass out. That's basically what I heard. There's some amazing. So because it's presented in these different ways, and I think we have more research about its medicinal benefits, mm -hmm. people are able to say, okay, well, it's not, you know, a hippie, a hippie drug. It's not the devil's lettuce. It's not, you know, a, <laughs> a Bob Marley, Snoop Dogg, whatever the fucking stereotypes have been about what it is. It's getting less and less stigmatized. And I want to take this over to Cornell University. I found an article because Cornell here did a study and found that recreational marijuana and having access to recreational marijuana has reduced the demand for prescription drugs. So it says here that legalization of recreational marijuana reduces the demand for costly prescription drugs through the state Medicaid programs, according to an analysis by Cornell researcher and a collaborator. When states legalize marijuana, the volume of prescriptions within the drug classes that align with the medical indications for pain, depression, anxiety, sleep, psychosis, and seizures significantly declines, the researchers found. So I actually thought that was very interesting because as we're looking at marijuana very differently, um, because it's you can eat it, you can just put a little under your tongue, you can make a tincture. We're also able to see its medical benefits in real time. And I know that one of the things that America struggles with is a opioid addiction, an opioid crisis. And I actually remember being in Denver about four years ago now and ended up going to a fundraiser that was being thrown by a veteran, a veteran who dealt with a lot of pain. Um, they were involved in an accident, like in, in a car accident in Afghanistan, and they just had severe back pain. Um, and they were addicted to painkillers due to it. They had back surgery. And because the pain was just excruciating, they were just on every hard narcotic known to man. And it was messing with their liver and they just were spiraling out of control, moved to Colorado, started to use cannabis, started to use tincture, started to use balms and oils and was able to get off of using very, very heavy painkillers and was like, 
I need to tell the rest of my veteran friends because so many veterans apparently are dealing with mm-hmm. painkiller addiction. And they were like, we're, we're literally raising money to go down to DC to lobby to fight the fact that cannabis is a class one drug, which is why it's demonized and why it's criminalized so heavily. So now with us seeing the lift, we're seeing research done and all of these medical benefits. I myself, because I've been dealing with Crohn's for a very long time, but I didn't know it was Crohn's until about two years ago. Because of cannabis, I'm actually able to eat. Like there are days that I can eat once and my body is like, that'll do. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy as fuck. <laughs> like, like you all can recall, I always can recall going to Alexis's house for like Jingle Mingle. I think it was like 2018. It was like Jingle Mingle for 2018. That's and I remember walking into the kitchen <clears throat> and everybody was like, oh my God, hey girl, da, 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 da. And Lorena looks at me and she's like, you're tiny. And I was like, uh, what you mean, girl? She was like, you're so small. You're so skinny. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then <laughs> she was like, she was like, she was basically like, you look good, but you look so small. And I think at that point I hadn't, it, it clicked. I was like, oh my God, how much weight have I lost? Mm. And I was 127 pounds. I used to be 155. I was like between dealing with a stupid ass relationship, dealing with the stress of work, dealing with like just always being in the bathroom, a lot of cramping, stress. It was just throwing me off. And I guess I was just in survival mode. Go, 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 go mode. I looked up and lost 30 pounds Mm -hmm. and was at my unhealthiest and at my smallest and was like, whoa, what the fuck is this? And then had to have surgery and colonoscopies and found out what the fuck was going on. And I really wasn't eating and my weight was still not getting back up. And I was like, you know what? I am so sick and tired. And then what really hit was that I'm in this pain, but I can't take painkillers because one, I am literally allergic to opioids. I found out, found that out the hard way. I had a major surgery when I was eight. Um, They had to remove a tumor that was connected to like my ovary and my fallopian tubes. I only got like half of that. They had to remove a tumor. And because that was just such an excruciating surgery for an eight-year-old, they're like, we should give her codeine to help her with the pain. Girl, (laughs) I literally, like, mind you, just got out of amazing surgery and now I'm breaking out in Mm -hmm. hives and my throat is closing up. And they're like, what is going on here? Lo and behold, codeine was the killer. So I have just had to stay away from like, codeine, um, oxycodone, hydrocodone. I like accidentally took hydrocodone and a Tylenol one time in high school, Ooh. broke, broke out and a broke out in the pot bellies. Ambulance had to come hospital. I had oh, to go yeah. to the hospital, get an EpiPen. It was nuts. So I just knew from the jump that me taking anything heavy was not going to work for me. But at the same time, just taking a normal ibuprofen would wreck my stomach, which is already in a fucked up position considering mm-hmm. all the ulcers that are in there. So I'm like, I can't take painkillers. I'm allergic to anything heavier. What's a bitch to do? <laughs> <laughs> and I have found that using cannabis has honestly helped me in such a significant way to tell you the truth. So I too fall into that 
portion of individuals who have found just that cannabis and using it medicinally has been very, very helpful to living a fantastic life. Yes. I, one of my favorite things I've ever heard is cannabis is med- medicine, even if it feels good. And I think I love that if you think about it for a second, it's like, oh, that's interesting, right? Because as you mentioned, opioids and all these hard pharmaceutical drugs, they all have their side effects, which are painful in other ways. And then you take more drugs to cure those side effects. And it's a vicious fucking cycle. And, you know, with cannabis, it's depending on how you consume it, it's and what you're trying to what kind of pain you're trying to relieve. It's pretty instantaneous almost most of the time. Like if you, you know, if you're nauseous, like I get nauseous all the time. And I think it's because of low blood pressure and certain just irregularities that I have maybe in my diet and a lot of stress um, and anxiety, which also causes, you know, nausea and and stomach and gut problems (laughs) because everything comes from the gut. Um, So if I consume cannabis, specifically smoking, because smoke has its own um, like healing power to help with nausea itself, just the, just the smoke consistency itself. And so, you know, I take a hit and it can even be CBD flower. It doesn't have to be THC, although THC does help and I'll feel better, you know, within like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, Oh, I'm not nauseous anymore. And then I can consume something, which I think is relatable to you. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's nausea related specifically, but it but, very much so is yeah. girl. I wake up like, it just feels like a pit at the top mm. of my stomach. And it's like, either I need to go to the bathroom or I need to throw up, but I know that I can't eat. Yeah. And so, so, so taking that helps. Um, and I think is ultimately, you know, going to transform medicine forever. Um, that and psychedelics that that's, that's how I feel about it. Um, and so yeah, cannabis is medicine, even if it feels good, <laughs> because I think we're just taught for it not to feel good or that you don't have a feedback loop. For example, you know, um, if you're, if you're proactively taking like an aspirin or, um, maybe even vitamins, um, like supplements, you may not know the effect that it's actually happening on your body because it's, you know, it, it takes the time to kind of build up, let's say calcium or build up your vitamin D backup or et cetera. You don't automatically see it in yourself, but with cannabis, it's the feedback loop is immediate. And I think that's why, um, it's so effective. Um, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Have you found, any medicinal benefits since using cannabis yourself? Cause I know for like, for me, migraines, <laughs> bitch, I used to <laughs> like, I, there, there's this for anyone who also gets migraines from staring at screens for very long periods of time. There's this extension called F dot Lux that will put orange on mm. cell phones, on your, on your computer, whatever. And it will start to take the blue out of your screen as the day as the day goes on mm-hmm. and it starts to get darker so that it's if it's night and it's 9 p.m., your screen is orange so that it doesn't that blue doesn't reflect back into your retinas. It's some mm-hmm. science shit. I really don't know. But it helps, basically. Yeah. Just like and those like, you- glasses that you can buy. Yes, as well, it's like know. blue frames. Mm-hmm. So if you are like me and you're not trying to buy the blue frames because money, 
f.lux is a free extension that helps. And I have found that cannabis has basically helped me just be able to get out the bed those days that I have like a horrible migraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I I use it ritually. I mean, it's a part of my day all day, every day. I use it in different forms for different reasons. And so um, to me, like all cannabis is medicinal cannabis. I mean, yes, we may use it recreationally, but I think subconsciously it probably is helping some aliments alien. I can't say that word for the life of me. Yes, that word. You know, <laughs> I got you girl. Thanks. I still have like two you. language brains. Um, but that's, I get it. I get it. Shit. And I don't know. There's <laughs> just some words that just, I struggle with. Okay. Look, but I only know <laughs> one language. It, I'm supposed to be proficient in English, okay? I know one language. You and the rest of y'all, I get it. You can fuck up all you want. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that permission. Um, so where was I? Okay, so yeah, different forms uh, for different things. And so to me, it, all cannabis is medicinal cannabis. Um and I use it to help me concentrate during the workday with really small microdoses, like 2.5 milligrams. It's cannabis mixed with caffeine and maybe some other um, natural herbs, which is super helpful for migraines as well because uh, caffeine is helpful with migraines. So the caffeine and cannabis mix, this is an edible form, uh, might be very helpful um, and for the migraines. And then throughout the day, if I'm low on energy, I have these hemp oil pills that are an energy boost and there's very low THC in them, um, enough to help activate the CBD. But, um, that's just for an energy boost because I really low energy. Um, I because- might need you to pass that along this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might need I might need the name of that one. Yeah, I actually just got samples. It's a lo- it's a local company here in Colorado um, that's just starting out, and they were very helpful. Um, so I'm probably going to c- continue to purchase that. Um, and then you know to relax, that's different. That's consuming either a joint here or there, or um, maybe a different kind of edible that has like half CBD, half THC, or um, some CBN and other uh, other properties. So I, I mean, throughout the day, depending on what I need, but um, I always listen to my body first. So I know that if I'm not feeling good in some kind of form or fashion, I'm not going to perform at my best and cannabis helps me perform at my best. Yes, it does. <laughs> cannabis is just like, okay, bitch, if I just <laughs> knock the nausea off, can you at least clock in? I'd be like, fine, I'll clock in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. It removes. Fine. It removes. I'll the go to work. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> sometimes removes- <laughs> you be struggling. Then mm-hmm. I think that if if, um, if we can, you know, migrate to this topic, which I think we were going to discuss anyways. Um, yes. Like so, it's removing a barrier, right, for you right now. If like you consume it and you feel better, and you're like, all right, yes, I'm motivated. I could do this now. Or at least get you to the next step of feeling better and then you eat and then you drink water, etc. It also, I think for me personally, it helps remove like social anxiety barriers. Um, You know, like especially after the pandemic and having been locked at home for the last two years, not having as much of of a social life and also now moving to a new city. 
where, you know, it's hard to make friends as an adult. I think that it helps kind of with socializing and just, you know, being more yourself and you're more out there, um, you know, unless you're like smoking a high indica and just like sleeping on the couch. But <laughs> I'm talking about sativas here. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, but yeah, so I think it helps remove all sorts of barriers and then just kind of elevates things, literally. I agree. Okay. Okay. So truth, truth moment. And if my mother is listening to this, she's going to be so mad at me, but I don't care. <laughs> I just, tackless, I don't care. Tackless. Yes, this is about to be super tactless. So I remember there was like some segment about like moms who use marijuana and everybody was like, Oh, that's so horrible. Like, why would you use drugs? If you're a mom, why would you use drugs around your kids? You're such a total horrible person. Right. And I was like, I don't get it. I, at that time, it was like years and years and years ago when I saw that article. Um, (laughs) and I was like, Hey, if they got to do it, they got to do it. Then my niece gets here. Right. (laughs) And now I have a firsthand account of what that craziness looks like. Because at first I was like, moms who use marijuana, man, bro, that's better than dads who drink. So (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather rather that shit. Um, But then my niece gets here and she's loud and smart and talkative and talkative and talkative. And I was like, man, she came to the right family, huh? But then it gets to a point where you have to say to yourself, like, I need a release. And there's been a couple of times I've had my pen and I've like hit my pen and I've been at my parents' house and my niece will just ask the same question over and over and over again. And it just, at that point, because I'm high, it's absolutely delightful to deal with her. If I was not, I would be like, okay, okay, Maya, (laughs) Auntie B loves you, but we got to talk about something else. (laughs) We got to do something else or Auntie B needs a break. Oh, okay. And then I got it. And then it made sense. <laughs> then it made yeah, sense. man, I have Why? so much more patience when I'm high. Way more patience, way more fucking way patience more. to deal with a two-year-old when I was a little, when I was a little bit more higher, when I was just absolutely sober and go over to my parents' house, I'd be like, I am so happy I can give her back. But when I'm just a little high, whatever dinosaur she saw, I saw it too. It was a great fucking time. I had so much (laughs) more patience. I was so much nicer. Whatever dinosaur she saw. (laughs) I saw it too. We shit. Imagination. We both in we both in La La Land, girl. We both (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. I mean, you know. It's so I'm I'm too as well at that point is what I'm getting at. Yeah, exactly. So I completely understand it knocking that barrier or it just kind of like knocking off some of that social anxiety or just making you have more patience mm-hmm. or you're just a little bit more calmer or you're just slow to anger, if anything. Because I understand a parent's parent. I, I now understand why parents don't have patience. <laughs> like I understand why they go from two to 20 real quick. Um, And I commend parents who exercise patience every single day because I can't, (laughs) I I don't have patience. And my sister, my sister does a fantastic job with my niece. Um, But I also know that my sister 
is reaching from her solar plex chakra to ground her (laughs) so she don't knock my niece out sometimes (laughs) because it's coming from a godly place the way that she exercises her patience because I love my niece but she literally is the reincarnation of one of my matriarchs and she is just (laughs) you just need a little bit extra to be with her you just need you just need a little extra power to be we're strong women so at even at two She's going to knock you the fuck out. And I expect nothing less. I expect nothing less. <laughs> but having a little edible and then and then go play with my niece. Oh, my God. Best fucking time ever. Right. And it's. <laughs> um, I agree. I definitely like the patience level is unmatched, like completely unmatched when I when I have consumed versus when I haven't. Um, and I need that because I can be. Just a little fiery sometimes, um, <laughs> but I—I I mean, the stigma around that is still very, very high in terms of consumption around children, um, which is interesting, and it's going to take some time. But think about how how normalized drinking alcohol is around your kids. Um, oh my god! It, 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 I mean, it's just polar opposite. Um, that is true. That's a very good point. I'd rather be high around my niece than drunk ever. Right. I don't even like I don't even really like drinking yeah. <laughs> to this at this point. But it is so normalized mm-hmm. in so many cultures that when it's that baby's birthday, it's it's that baby's birthday is a party for everybody. Right. <laughs> Especially the first birthday. Especially if you black or brown, especially if you black or brown or or an immigrant family, that baby's party will have liquor and drugs because everybody getting together, you bring the alcohol to the two-year-old's party. Like, Yeah, exactly. It's it like is a, so normalized. <laughs> it's like a celebration of survival. <laughs> we got them to two, y'all, or get the Budweiser's. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't kill this child. We are celebrating ourselves. Okay. Right. The and kid's not going to remember the birthday That's what party. it is. That's what it, right. That two-year-old don't remember shit. That two-year-old don't remember shit. That is a birthday party for the parents. That is the celebration of parents. That three-year-old, that pinata, they don't give a fuck about that pinata. <laughs> pinata should be full of right. uh, edibles. That party is not for the three-year-old. That party is for the parents that got that three-year-old to three without him dying or choking on a on a toy. Okay. We've we've escalated from a one-year-old to a two-year-old to a three-year-old. I love that it just keeps growing. Right, right. The, the you kids celebrate this, yourself at every level. This hypothetical child is growing <laughs> with our conversation. Right. This is growing before our own eyes. But yes, cannabis has definitely helped from what I've seen. Um a lot of parents just be more present and have more patience with their children. Who would have thought? Because I think it happens. I think the opposite happens when you're drunk around your child. You want nothing to do with them. <laughs> you want nothing to do with yeah. your child. Yeah, and then when the, you're drunk, then the child's like forced to isolate or you know, right? Self soothe, and then there we go with all of these mm-hmm. issues. They're gonna have to work out in therapy thirty years from now, right? Or even <laughs> seeing your, you know, seeing your parent drunk is is yeah, better. that's true. So that is true. Mm-hmm. That is a lot. That is that can definitely be a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's where I say if we had to choose, 
Mm-hmm. I think we'll start to see a lot of people destigmatize people being high around their child. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I feel like I have to preface it. it mm-hmm. There are certain types of high. I think like heroin high around your child is concerning. <laughs> like, I don't think we should be doing Please, that. God, no. We are definitely talking about like cannabis and marijuana. I do want to preface that. Yeah, but I think that we're going to see that stigmatization just kind of like be lowered mm-hmm. as more people use cannabis for many ways. Yeah. And I think just responsible consumption, you know, that's yes. the biggest thing is like knowing when to, when not to, if you are going to begin substituting can, uh, cannabis for alcohol, um, you know, maybe you smoke a joint um, on your balcony or at home if you feel comfortable after the kid has gone to sleep. I don't know, you know, or you microdose throughout the day to help with the patient's factor in, in some form of fashion, or maybe just take CBD, Um, So I think just responsible consumption is very important and kind of figuring out what works for you and your body, because what works for you, uh, Brittany, is not necessarily what works best for me. Right. So you have to also kind of safely experiment in that way. But um, yeah. What's your take on if you've ever done this, having cannabis help in social settings that are like before a big test or a big show or like a big speech because I've also seen like people of course we're talking about like cannabis use as a parent and what that does with social anxiety and patients but I've seen it help a lot of people before they have to get on stage for some humongous presentation it's helped them kind of like calm themselves if they're very uh fast speakers <laughs> kind of helps them Mm. remove the barrier of anxiety, which causes them to speak quickly and they kind of slow down so that people can hear them. Uh, I I have seen it even work in that way. Have you ever been like, you know what, if I, I have social anxiety about this, let me just <laughs> take an edible real quick, knock that out, boop, and we're back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, sometimes not back to normal though. Cause it depends. I think. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> um, sometimes you, you know, there are days when you overdo it or you take the wrong kind. You're just like, God damn, this actually had the opposite effect that I wanted to have. Uh, and then you go in there and you're like sweating your ass off because like, fuck, I'm high. <laughs> right. What oh my fuck? God. <laughs> that would be the worst scenario. Of this. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, sometimes it just hits you more than other days or different. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely, um, primarily take it for that. Um, it's been very helpful and even in dealing with some family situations, if I know I'm just like, I need a little bit, you know, it could be an adult too. It doesn't necessarily have to be a child. Um, I learning to be a lot more patient with my mom, um, because we had a very strained relationship for, you know, pretty much my whole life. Um, and so I know that if I take like a small, like five milligram edible, I'm just going to be, you know, going with the flow, going with the flow (laughs) and just like not letting those triggers get to me. Right. And so just figuring that out about myself has been, has been super helpful in that way of, of, of coping with those kind of anxiety type of, um, side effects. That's a very good point. I hadn't even thought about just like the patience that's needed for children also swings up. <laughs> that patience is also needed as 
we enter into new phases of our lives. Our parents are entering into new phases of their lives. And it is wild, honestly, sometimes to kind of think to myself that my mom used to be my age and would have concerns about like granny and grandpa. And now I'm that age and I have concerns about like, all right, am my mom okay? Is my dad okay? Is he eating healthy? How is he exercising? And then, you know, they're cranky. <laughs> <laughs> they're so mad at the world. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> we're trying to talk to them about stuff and they're just like in their ways. But it's, it's such a circle of life, mm-hmm. you know? Cause like all they want to, all they want to be is grandparents at this point. Oh my God. <laughs> that's all they, that's all they want. To yeah. Be. It literally. <laughs> and it's, and it's adorable. Cause you just kind of see yourself like needing that patience sometimes. And I mean, there's times I've had conversations with my parents after an edible and I'm like, yeah, way more, that went a lot better than I thought it would. <laughs> I know. I, I, you know that I admitted it to my mom that I smoked cannabis for the first time uh, the day before my wedding. Like, I have a video of of her and I sharing a joint together. Um, oh. because I told her I was like, you know, mom, what's going to happen around like a lot this weekend around my friends is that we consume cannabis, and you know, sometimes I even prefer it over alcohol. And she's like. Oh, okay. Can I try some? <laughs> I like, oh my God. Yes, mom. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and that was so fun. Oh and, my God. That is so cute. Yeah, and I've been trying to, she's also a heavy smoker, cigarette smoker. And I've been trying to uh, kind of w- w- get her off of that by substituting it with like CBD cigarettes and literally in like cigarette format. So she, then it feels like she's holding the same thing. You know, it can really, because even the, I got her menthol ones because she smokes menthol cigarettes and just like trying to mimic it as much as possible. Right. And then I got her these ones and I think I know of a few brands, but they're the regular size cigarettes. And now she smokes those like really thin ones, you know, the little like. I forget what they're called. I don't know. It's like the cute. I, I like, feel like I see super, them in French movies. Yes. They're like super they're like thin. real cute, mm-hmm. real dainty. Like, yeah. Dainty. La, la. Yeah. She smokes those now. Like, la she, she thinks she's cut down. By, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a smaller cigarette. So it's like half the tobacco. It's what? Half the tobacco. And then you smoke double the amount. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a cyclical thing. <laughs> oh my God. Our uh, parents, girl. I, Our parents. I, I, I can't. <laughs> feel like the mom, you know, I'm totally the mom now. And they're the like reckless child. I'm like, what are you doing? You're going to like stop. (laughs) (laughs) But she won't listen to me. And she tried them. And because they were the regular size uh, of the cigarette, she goes, no, they're too fat. I need thinner ones. I was like, oh, my God, that's just an excuse for you not wanting to quit tobacco. Mm. But and this is Honestly, why I have to take edibles before I see her because I get so frustrated. <laughs> you just like you see the nerves, like you see my hand, you shake it. You see my this? Hand, you shake it. It's like right. It's like that's why I smoke now. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's real. It's real. Oh my goodness. Oh, 
You want to know something though? I, I what I did not know, Mars. I did not know that they made CBD cigarettes in that way. That if people did want to wean themselves off of using cigarettes, that's a method to go about doing it. That's actually really awesome. Yeah, no, it's fabulous. And a lot of the large tobacco companies are now um, have a mission to go smokeless or nicotine free, um, which is a crazy transition from literally being the biggest tobacco companies in the world. Girl, Um, just remembering the commercials mm -hmm. and the ads growing up to now, just like tobacco wear outside of like Atlanta and every fucking hookah bar, but like, yeah. Or, or Europe or Columbia where I just was. And it's honestly like 15 year olds are smoking it. It's disgusting. Really? Yeah. True. Because I remember my stay in Italy, a lot of people do smoke, but, but at the same time, what I've heard is that international cigarettes aren't made as disgusting or Mm. just as unhealthy as our, as our cigarettes are made. Yeah, there's probably more toxins in 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 ours than there are right, other like, right. cuz even and also sorry disgusting I know that was a very harsh word that's just how I personally feel about it um but, but that's my how I husband feel. smokes cigarettes so love you here Ryan. I am <laughs> you know? god it must be it must be psychological because it you is. know um but they're just like pure tobacco, even without a filter. It's literally straight up like a paper rolled with just like raw tobacco. And they were selling those as cigarettes, like on the streets of Colombia. And that's what Ryan was smoking. Um, But they were packaged like they're, they're like legit cigarettes, but you know, they're, it's very different than, than like you're saying, and you get here or, or from one of the big brands, you know, that we're all familiar with. Do you feel that you made more friends through drinking in college or through cannabis use in college? (laughs) Well, I actually didn't consume a lot of cannabis in college. It was very sporadic then. When did you start consuming cannabis? Regularly, I would say 2020. Like, you know, where it became like, I don't know, once a a month and once a week, then every day. (laughs) True, true. Um. But like even before the pandemic started, I think it's because uh, Illinois had just legalized it recreationally. And I was really interested in joining the industry. And so I was doing a lot more research and just experimenting. And then I got into it more. Um, But so, yeah, no, as soon as I look back at my college days of when I was actually even for the first time experimenting with alcohol, really, I didn't, you know, drink much alcohol in high school. I was very much like goody two shoes. Let me get on the highest honor roll and be in as many activities as possible. Same, <laughs> Same girl. I, was, I didn't know shit when I went to college. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> girl, I had like two shots of vodka at like my first party ever freshman year. And I thought I was like on another planet. Like I was oh my. drunk out of my mind. I was hung over the next day. I was like, oh my God. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I made a lot of friends with alcohol. I can't lie. But then there's also, you know, things that I probably regret on alcohol as well. So um, I, I'm really into 
growing my community right now of women in cannabis and other folks in cannabis or that just like to consume it because it's, I never really had that experience of having those like cannabis sessions, you know, with just your friends hanging out on the couch, watching movies um, high and not really understanding some references to things because I never just had that like stoner phase early on in my life. And so now I'm getting to do that. Um, and it's so fun. I'm like, Oh, I want to watch this movie. I want to rewatch super bad, but I need to watch it high this time. Cause I've never seen it high. And it's just like, so fun <laughs> to like go through this stoner phase in my own way. I'm just like, this is, I'm just going to do this or I'm going to smoke before I order food or I'm going to, you know, it's just different now. You want to know something? I feel like college, I ended up learning drugs and alcohol the hard way. Horrible. And actually, I think I because of college is probably why I hate alcohol to this day. I love whiskey. I love bourbon. Vodka can go to hell. I like ended up taking two shots of Everclear because for some reason I thought Ooh. that was a good idea. Ended up throwing up in my book bag, ruined all my notes. Hate, just hate alcohol. But of course, because you go to a white school, you go to a PWI, you just end up doing way more alcoholic things, I, I feel like. Because the couple of times that I would go to U of I, there was just kind of, it was kind of equal. It was like alcohol and cannabis. You know, it wasn't just like alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. It was just, or alcohol and just like some crazy ass drug that you really don't know what it is. And I'm like, these white people are nuts. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing all of this. <laughs> but I would hang out with my girlfriend and go to U of I. And it would just be a little bit more mellow. Like it would be alcohol, but it'd also be weed. It would just be like shit you knew, right? Well, because they're in the cornfields and we're like in the city. In the city, right? <laughs> so like you really just can't be walking around with like extra shit you're not supposed to be walking around with. Like you, we all, like people already got the fake IDs and trying to like get into anything on Lincoln Street. So I know that when it came to like partying in the city, really wasn't my thing. But I just remembered this, which is so crazy. I did not like drink or smoke or anything like that when I was in high school, but my friends did <laughs> not really drink, but like smoked. So what's so crazy is that like, uh, I was such a nerd kid <laughs> in high school. <laughs> like my nickname was soccer mom. Cause I drove a minivan with all my brothers and sisters in it. And I was in national honor society and like was in honor classes and like all of my girlfriends were like, just like me, like we were all smart. We all were talented. We all like had scholarships or whatever school we wanted to go to, blah, 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 blah. But the guy friends that we had were hood ass motherfuckers for some reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was just like, and like, I, I love no words, okay. Like, I love them to death, but like some of like, but some of my like best guy friends in high school were hood ass motherfuckers that like would ditch school and go smoke. <laughs> and sometimes we were just like, we're going to go with y'all. <laughs> you guys you are like, gone, you know. <laughs> and it was funny because like all of us were smart. 
It's just that they were smart and did hood nigga shit. <laughs> and we were smart and did band and geeky band shit. Yeah. So like it was just different. Yeah. But I had a I actually had more friends, I would say, in the beginning that use cannabis, honestly, than I did who drank alcohol. Like I had more friends doing cannabis than I had friends doing alcohol. And then when I went to college, it was just like the only thing it was was alcohol. And I was like, I can't keep I can't keep up. I can't do this. Cause like at least I remember when I would hang out with my guy friends in, in high school, I would literally watch them roll up. And they would just play Halo for the rest of the afternoon and, and like talk shit. And we would roast each other back and forth until it was like time to go home, <laughs> like regular shit. Mm -hmm. But when I would like hang out with friends that were drinking, the wildest shit would happen just for them to wake up the next day and be like, I don't remember anything. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, or what the really fuck know. happened last night? Right. Like, girl, I have a cut on my arm. What did I do? Like, <laughs> that's not fun. Mm -hmm. That's not that fun. No. It, it was such a, it was such a difference between like what people get into or what people consider fun between like when you smoke cannabis and just use marijuana versus drinking. And at right. that point I was like, I really don't like drinking. <laughs> I rather cannabis all so. day <laughs> at this point so <laughs> um no but even i think that my my like early on experiences i did smoke the first time i ever consumed cannabis and it was out of an apple i think i was in eighth grade so oh my god <laughs> i did wait eighth grade eighth grade yeah you smoked out of an apple in eighth grade <laughs> what i mean <laughs> My middle school years were very interesting, um, but <laughs> that was great. Uh, the Apple experience. Where did you go to school? Uh, Holmes Middle School, and they so where the, is that in Wheeling, uh, <laughs> Illinois, <laughs> and uh, the school mascot was Hornets, and so they called us Horny Hornets. Because, Wait, this is a middle school? Yes, girl. Oh my god. Oh my. It was such a mess. This is disgusting. It was such a mess. This is disgusting. This is the see people. This is the shit that people. This is the shit that we have to go through. Please look out for your children. Watch oh your children. God, it was such a mess. <laughs> it was an absolute mess. Um, but I made it out alive. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I. Yeah, it was just messy. But um, where was I going? So I think so. I tried it really on and early on in life, and then again in high school again. I didn't do anything in college. I started drinking or, or learning to drink or whatever. Um, and then when I did do cannabis a few times, I did in college. I think it was uh, mixed with alcohol because I had either been already drinking or maybe had a drink after. And so I don't know if I ever got a real like solid, just consuming cannabis experience. Um, and so, because it, it's, it's been very different when, when it's solo with just my huge Mason jar of water here, you know, it's a great combination. That looks absolutely refreshing. Yeah. By the way. Weed makes me drink so much more water. It's great. <laughs> Marcelina, as we go ahead and wrap up our amazing 420 episode, I would like to ask you what has been a recent fave cannabis product of yours? Good question. 
<laughs> um, I've really been enjoying these uh, coconut oil um, based tinct- tinctures because um, you can take them sublim subliminal. See, this is one of those words again underneath your tongue, <laughs> and um, it's it works. It, it gets activated really quickly because it enters your bloodstream really quickly, especially if you hold it underneath your tongue for a little bit before you swallow it. Um, so it's really good for like cramps or just easing any kind of tension, muscle tension or body spasms or, you know, all sorts of things um, pretty effectively and quickly. Um, and I can also add it to like my morning coffee if I'm making like a latte or something or, you know, um, even just regular uh, cream and coffee or tea, or you can add it to smoothies. It's very versatile. So that's kind of been my favorite product right now. Oh, I love that. Well, definitely send me the information. I will link it below for our tackies to get into. One of the things that I've enjoyed uh, recently, like these little dissolvable packets, they're Ooh. called Ripple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, it's supposed to kind of be like a balance. So it's a powder. You can similarly to yours, add it to anything. It's tasteless. Like you throw it in, stir up, you drink, you know, forget it's even there. It's 5%. Well, it's five milligrams of THC and five milligrams of CBD. So it's very balancing. So I have found these to be like, like emergency type of edibles Mm -hmm. or I I don't even know if you would call this an edible because you can't taste it. I don't know, but these are really good to have. And I've used these when I'm like cramping really, really bad. And I've already maxed out on the amount of ibuprofens that I can have for the day. And I'm like, Oh, I just need something to like knock out the nausea, something that will allow me to like lay down, just kind of like ease myself into sleep on those really, really, really bad days. Girl, this has been a lifesaver. So that's one of the products that I've been using recently that has been top notch for me. And I will link this information in the below and I'll link this in the below in the bottom <laughs> in the below. <laughs> I'm high, Marcy. Leave me alone. I will link this information in the shit. Y'all know where the fuck it's going. Don't bother uh, me anymore. <laughs> those are great. They're very portable and easy to travel with. Yeah. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> I know. That's and you can also you can also take them uh, via tongue. Like just put them directly on your tongue too. Or mix it into a beverage. So just like the tincture is very versatile, very versatile product. Good point. I just want to say one more thing. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, I, I started a new job today. I'm going to be the um, social media marketing and brand manager for a company called The Conigma. And they're snaps and claps. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Um, And they also have a podcast. So I think if you want to learn some more about just all sorts of cannabis education and really interesting interviews, um, really in depth on certain topics, I highly recommend um, listening to the uh, Cannabis Enigma podcast as well. And we can kind of continue to have this back and forth. 
we damn sure going to continue the back and forth because you know how much I adore you, your pretty little face, and these cannabis conversations that we have. <laughs> I agree. I love them. I mean, you know, you got to be, you got to represent because it's still very stigmatized, like we said in the beginning of the conversation. So uh, especially right now, it's weed week. So the more, yes. the more awareness, the better. Yes, the more awareness, the better. It's definitely showing the medicinal effects of its usage. Being able to take yourself off of pharmaceutical drugs and just being able to switch over to something that's a little bit more natural is groundbreaking. And honestly, I hope more people to find solace um, in using cannabis for their pain, their ailments, their diseases and whatnot. So Marcelina, I am so happy that you came down to Tackless Radio to be Tackless with me for our 420 episode. Thank you so much, boo, for coming. And until next time. Thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime. Anytime. What you cook for dinner the other day? (laughs) 